What's the thing about CrossFit? There's no mirrors. There's no ego, right? There, there's no looking at yourself. You're not self-conscious the way that you would be when you're in a gym and everything's a reflection of how you look in that moment, you know? There's something about that space that's just so like industrial, you know what I mean? It's like, man, this place is awful. I can't wait to get in here. And as a rep, I mean, you guys have great facilities, but, but it, intentionally it's, it's like industrial like that. And I, I think that that's, that says something too, you know? What's up, everybody? I'm Chris Davis here with my wife, Megan Davis, and we are your hosts for the My Blank Fitness Journey podcast. During this podcast, we will reveal the secrets that we have used to help our community become more healthy, fit, and confident, and also hear from some amazing people in our community as they fill in the blank and tell us about their fitness journey. Listen in and be ready to be inspired by our guests who, just like you, are superheroes as we dive into their origin story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of My Blank Fitness Journey podcast. Um, I am still clueless on what number we are on, 10, 11, 36, 100, I don't know. Um, but it's going to be a good one no matter what. We are here with Nathan Bourne. We'll get in uh, to chatting with him here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, I would love to introduce to you my beautiful co-host, Megan Davis, who is sitting in her brand new office with her not-so-brand-new plant friend. Say hello, Megan. Hi guys. <laughs> I think this is probably a little bit better than all the places that I've been so far. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, including the gym bathroom one time. Gosh, <laughs> that was awesome. But, uh, you're super clear in there. So camera quality looks great. You know, your nice eyeballs look nice and yeah, <laughs> I can see your muscles too. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. I always try to keep those out. Yeah. Sun's out, guns out, baby. <laughs> uh, so Megan, how is your fitness right now? Um, it's going. So I think last time we were doing this, we had our friends in town. So that was really fun getting to work out with them. It made, it made getting back into the swing of things a little bit easier. Um, and then, yeah, we're, I think you and I are both looking for something to sign up for right now. Are you, have you come up with anything? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> It's Maybe probably, you could do the Wadapalooza, Wadapalooza online qualifier with me. I will do it with you. I will pose as a female for the competition <laughs> and still get utterly destroyed. <laughs> so that's maybe that's what we'll do. <laughs> I like this idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Megan is just balling out uh, on Monday. Oh, don't shake your head. No. <laughs> Monday we had bar muscle ups and you've been working on, you're like, you just celebrated getting five bar muscle ups in a row. And then you knocked it out like several times in a workout and just absolutely annihilated your hands, but you also annihilated <laughs> the workout, right? It's true. It was a lot of fun. You, you made me sound really good, but really I'm just catching up to all the skills that you already have. So it is uh, fun though. Thanks for, thanks for being excited for me. Yeah, no, I've, I've pretty, pretty much come to terms with the fact that I'm just going to live vicariously through your athletic career. Um, and that's okay. Again, like I, I really, I'm okay with that. We did a workout yesterday, a benchmark workout, um, for CrossFit called Helen and it's, um, three rounds of 400 meter run, 21 kettlebell swings and 12 pull-ups. And it was cool. Cause when you track your workouts, you're able to see your progress over time. And we did this workout three years ago. And then we did it again, I think last year or the year after, uh, and then we did it again yesterday. And, um, I looked back and my 
time was to the second, the same score as it was two years ago, three years ago. And, uh, yeah. So while that may not feel like I'm making awesome progress in the gym, I'm actually, Megan said, really? Yeah, but you're running two businesses, you're dealing with kids, you've got a family, we're doing all the different things. So, and getting older and aging. <laughs> mm, I am eligible for the master's athletes <laughs> next year. So, yeah, I guess that's not bad to age into a different group. Maybe they'll let me use like, um, you know, like a two pound kettlebell or something next year when I'm in the master's program. No, I'm saying you're doing all that and aging and still manage to have the same time. I think that's pretty good. It's okay. So thank you. Thank you. Um, well, Megan, before we uh, get to chat with Nathan, can you hit me with the nutrition tip for the week? Yeah. So I'd love for you to chime in on this as we're going, but we've been talking through how to maximize your results from your time in the gym. So we covered the importance of sleep, which is hard to get when you're doing all those things that you're doing, but if you can get at least seven or more hours, um, it really helps. We talked about the importance of eating some protein and carbs right after your workout, um, last week and trying to get, um, at least, you know, 20 to 30 grams of protein and 20 to 30 grams of carbs right after to help you with recovery. Um, so this today we're going to talk about just in general, getting enough food. So whereas last week was right after your workout, um, this is about getting enough food in general to support that muscle repair, um, growth, a healthy immune system and metabolism. So I don't know, like when, when we have people come to the gym, um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of us and me included, we want to work hard in the workout, gain muscle, lose excess fat mass. And we see that a lot of people's default is to starve themselves, <laughs> like, you know, to really ignore their hunger cues, uh, to think, okay, I'm starting this new exercise regimen. I want to get ripped. I'm just not going to eat. And it doesn't work, right? It works against your body, not with your body. Um, we see that they're not able to keep up the same intensity. They're not able to gain strength. They might get sick, like get a head cold or something like that because their immune system's down. Um, and then definitely they don't see those changes they wanted to see from the in-body. Um, so usually at that point, we, you know, get to come alongside of them and kind of figure out, hey, what's going on is, you know, just adding exercise to your schedule. Is it making you miss some meals? Like, you know, how can we help you in this? Get some more food in. Um, so I think that's why it's really great that we do have nutrition coaches that can come in and help you figure out what's a good calorie range for you to support, you know, a healthy immune system, metabolism, muscle, but not excess, you know, fat mass. Right. And so what we usually find is that, you know, we kind of start with their basal metabolic needs and add from there. Whereas a lot of people come in thinking they have to eat under their basal metabolic needs. And, um, so it's really cool to, to see how that works. Um, but I think that the big point is that if you want to maximize your results from your, your workouts, it is to, um, you know, make sure that you're not starving yourself, that you are eating enough in general, like consistently through the day, good quality proteins, carbs, and fats. And that will help you see those changes of muscle gain and fat loss, um, from your time in the gym and just better intensity on your workout and more strength is great. Yeah, it is amazing how much I think diet culture has affected our ability to consider few food as fuel instead of, you know, like, Hey, this is a bad thing that I need to cut out. And so, um, 
I know, I know that I've seen you work with tons and tons of people and almost always when people come in and they're not seeing the results that they want on the embody, almost always it's because they're under eating, under fueling, and then they really, that you can't give it your all in the gym. Um, so yeah, that's, that's great advice. So, um, if you are somebody that is finding, Hey, I'm working out five, six days a week at the gym, I'm I'm under eating for what I should be doing and I'm still not seeing the results that I want. That's a good uh, sign that it's time to maybe consider bumping up your calories, but uh, realistically it's time to hook up with a nutrition coach like Megan or Alyssa or one of the other nutrition coaches and just, you know, do a check-in and say, Hey, this is, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling like I should help me. So awesome. Yeah, it's confusing. So I think it's really, it's, it's, it's such an important piece though of, you know, seeing those results It's making sure you're getting enough. Yeah. Lean into the experts who understand it and deal with it every day. So uh, that's why we, that's, that's, I guess that's why I have you here. Right, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> hope there's a few other reasons, but yes. <laughs> okay. It's one of the reasons you're right. You're right. We can't get into all the reasons on this PG rated <laughs> show. Um, all right. So it is the time to introduce our guest today with us. I'm overly excited about having Mr. Nathan Bourne on with us. He is a um, relatively new member at the gym, been with us for um, like eight months now, something like that. And, uh, but he comes in with CrossFit experience, um, exercise experience in general, collegiate athletes. Um, he's a guy that gives it his all, all the time. And he's also um, a serial entrepreneur like myself. And so um, maybe we'll get into some of your business stuff today too, Nathan, but welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's good to hang out with you guys in this setting, in this context. So yeah, I'm excited. Already learning good stuff today. Right. See, that's what I say. Whenever I'm hanging out with Megan, I learn something new every day. Um, so Nathan, give us a little bit of uh, like brief history on your exercise journey up to this point. Yeah, for sure. Totally. It's interesting, you know, as I was preparing my thoughts, um, for our time together today, I, I know that um, I'll be asked at some point to kind of fill in the blank on my journey. And if you I, want to do it now, you can. I'm I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> cool. cool. Yeah, I'll speak to it in kind of the con athletics has always been my fitness, right? Like that, I, I I never really, honestly, until I became a member of CrossFit, which has been 18 months in total, you know, Triforce for the last seven or eight. Um, I never really saw fitness as its own thing. I, I really just thought you had sports, you know, and people that were athletes had to do all these things, you know, to maintain their performance. So right. it's, it's been interesting. And even most recently, I mean, like last week, it, it really became clear to me, like CrossFit is a sport, like it is a separate animal. <laughs> you know, it is not just the working out part of a sport. And that's helped me uh, a bit too. And I, I can speak to that more, you know, down, down the road of our conversation here, but um, I am the fourth of nine children. So I come from a, a big family. My father um, was a division one soccer player. He's kind of a freak of nature, just six, uh, two weighs probably right now, 210 pounds and is just in great shape and uh, just turned 60 uh, this year in February. So fun That's fact, awesome. six boys, three girls, nine children. My youngest brother's uh, 19. My oldest brother is 40. 
there are 21 grandkids. Oh and my gosh. My mom is 59 and my dad is 60. Right. So wow. yeah. That's yeah. a busy family. Busy family. And I am the only born boy under six foot. I'm 5'11. Uh, oh, with my no. hair and personality, I'm 6'3. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's crazy. My brother, I have a brother that's 23 today. It's his birthday. I just got off the phone with him and he's six five, just a monster. So yeah, state champion wrestlers. Soccer, lacrosse, football, swimming. I mean, you name it. Like that was our our uh our just lives, you know, were sports, both male and female. So I played every sport under the sun. And then um about sophomore year of high school, wrestling just became my magnificent obsession. And uh I then went on to wrestle division one at the uh University of Pennsylvania. And that was a, a really cool experience. Speaking of food and, you know, nutrition, I mean, that's an awful starting point being a wrestler because you form horrible habits around cutting weight, you know, and binging and purging. And, you know, when you're 16 and 17 and 18 and 19, you know, early 20s, no big deal. You know, you eat a cheesesteak on the weekend and party and then you cut 15 pounds in 72 hours, you know, and you wrestle the match. So I... um. I really, when I stopped wrestling and I embarked on uh, entrepreneurship, fatherhood, all the things that have been my life the last decade, I uh, completely put fitness on the shelf. And I look back and go like, what was I thinking? And it's, it's obviously mental and emotional and psychological far more than it is physical. But I look back now that I'm on a regiment and I'm I'm consistently in the in the gym, not as consistent as I'd, I'd like to be. And there's some other life events, you know, recently that I can speak to. But and I think, oh my gosh, I mean, for a decade, I like maybe ran once a week. I mean, there would be just days that went by, like months that I would not work out. And I I never got like way way out of shape, but. I got out of shape. Like I've got a few pictures even from a few years ago, three, four years ago. Like, man, look at my face, you know, look at my body. I had enough muscle memory that most people wouldn't have noticed. I knew how awful I felt, you know, about myself. I knew how awful I felt, um, you know, physically tired, all those things. So um, if I had to fill in that blank, it, it's almost like a comeback. Finish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah, call it a comeback, it's, baby. It's a comeback. It's a, yeah, it's a comeback kid story. And it's, it's, it wasn't until recently that I, cause I've always identified as being a, a stud, you know, just being an athletic, like, <laughs> yeah, abs, like I got eight of them, you know, like you need some, like, what, what, I mean, I just was a stud. So I didn't really realize until this most recent experience with CrossFit that, damn, I, I went far away from this and it's been a while. So yeah, comeback is, is probably the best way to, to, to uh, fill in that blame. That's awesome. So what was, what was that um, crescendo when you're like, oh crap, it's time to like finally do something about this. I need to find something other than running once a week to, to do <laughs> right. for working out. Uh, when I realized that yogging was uh, not going to do it. <laughs> you know? Soft, Jay. We'll call it uh, jogging, jogging. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think you have um, your your day of decision in life, right? This is in parenting, it's in relationships, it's in business, it's in life. I heard it this way once, and it equipped me well, that um, the word decide is a lot like the word suicide or homicide or genocide. The root of the word means to kill. And essentially, when you make a decision and you decide, you're killing the alternative, right? You're going, nope, this is where I plant my flag. This is where I draw my line and there's no going back. And often I think to have a day of decision, you have to have a day of disgust, right? Where you're like, I'm not tolerating this anymore in my life. It could be your finances, right? It could be your relationships, certainly should be your health. And um, I think I just had that day, you know, and it's never like an exact day, right? It's not like this day, you know, but it was a season. It was a moment about 18 months ago where I um, realized that this is not who I am. You know, I'm not a person that doesn't embrace fitness. I'm a division one athlete. Like, what am I doing with my life that I can't even like go up a flight of stairs and low key be like, you know, like hurting, you know? And I had, like I said, I had just enough of a build that if I wore the right shirt, you didn't know, you know, but if I wore the wrong shirt, you knew. And it was just like, damn, man, I really let this core go. And, you know, aging, I'm 33 now, I'll be 34 in October. Like there's some things that are just not coming back. <laughs> like I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a different build now, right? I don't have the, the, the cut that I used to have, but I don't care because I'm way stronger than I ever was. Right. And under that little bit of pizza right here is an abdominal wall that I've built in CrossFit, you know, doing bar muscle ups and doing the squats that we do and doing the deadlifts, just the, the heavy duty work that is a day in the life at CrossFit that um, the only other place I think you could find that maybe is Planet Fitness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, the gym that are doing a whole lot of nothing. They're not building that core strength. And you just know as an athlete when you're weak or when you're strong, you know, when you're capable or when you're incapable. And no matter what you look like, it will never replace how you feel. Mm. So I felt like shit, you know what I mean? And I finally got to a place where I, I, I owned it. I recognized it, was disgusted with it. And then I made a decision and I just, I've been consistent, you know, and I'll, I'll never go back. Like, there's no going back to that. Like I will, I will be doing CrossFit and in that box, like some of the people you see in there that are sixties and seventies, I will be doing that. Like I'm never going back to that season in my life. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a little of that. That's incredible. I think that, uh, you know, we have a lot of people in the gym that are previous athletes like yourself and then people who never did athletics at all. And I think it's really funny because, you know, when I hear you say that, you're like, I can't imagine, you know, like, what am I doing doing anything active? And like, for some people, 
that was their norm before CrossFit. They're like, now I can't believe I'm doing something active more than once a week, you know? And it's like, just thinking about those two different mindsets and how like beneficial it is that you get to cross paths. Whereas like in collegiate athletes, you know, it's, you, you really don't get to cross paths with a lot of people and you don't get that kind of experience. And I think it's really cool to see, um, to hear you say that and to recognize that a lot of people don't have that same mentality, but then that that is like, that is a really good thing to recognize that, you know, Hey, it's been four days and I haven't gone, you know, and done exercise. I need to, <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, you guys have probably seen some of it just from, you know, if you're in the room when I'm in the room, but that's a space for me. You know, I grew up, the, the second half of the story is I grew up with a uniquely challenging upbringing. We, we were very poor growing up. Nine, I mean, you could make 100 grand with nine kids, you're going to be poor. But my parents combined, you know, didn't, didn't do very well financially. Um, my father played for uh, UConn and then left and didn't pursue a successful career, didn't have successful businesses. We just sort of survived. Okay. And uh, I grew up in an environment that had some not so great things about it, but then had some really great things about it, like uh, our relationship with God and ability to, to know the Lord and like serve people and have compassion. And I'll never, that's, you know, irreplaceable, but it was an interesting experience because, you know, we go feed the homeless and then like, we'd also eat, you know, and it was like, kind of like gray as to who was really getting the care and who was given the care, you know, and, uh, you know, Christmas was often provided from churches and, you know, kind of like, oh, I don't think that's our wrapping paper. <laughs> I think someone else brought that gift in. Um, so that kind of grit, you know, that, that just like reality. I, I, I didn't have much of a childhood, you could say, right? Like very early on in life, I was like adulting, you know, at like 10. And um, wrestling and athletics became this space where I could be a savage, you know, I mean, I could step on that mat. And I was congenial outside of the mat. I was, you know, I had good sportsmanship, but it was sort of known, like Nathan Bourne, dude, like that guy is a mean dude in that circle, you know, like he's going to be a savage. And it was just the perfect way for me to not go to jail. You know, it was the perfect way for me to not get into a fight, like in school, like I just kept it cool. And then I got on the mat and was like, this person's going to die today, you know, like it's going to go down. And, you know, CrossFit's kind of like that too. You know, I've, I've dabbled in things and tried to pick up stuff, but until I, I, I like encountered CrossFit, you know, like you have that collision with it. And this is what I think. This is the world according to Nathan, by the way. You know, so that's a disclaimer. But CrossFit's an interesting animal because I think its strength is its weakness, like it is for all of us. Its strength is how scalable it is. Right. Like there's so many levels, there's so many methods. <laughs> like, and that's new to me too, this level method, right? So I can go in and do this workout and this person can go in and essentially fire the same muscles, right? Trigger the same uh, movements because of that scale. People stay down on the scale in a way that they really don't need to. I watch it. I watch I'm like, bro, I know you can lift more weight than that. 
Like you need to hit the wall. <laughs> like you need to get comfortable with that space that it's a fight and it's a battle. So there'll be times where, you know, I yell out or something right? <laughs> or I'll, I'll curse or, you know, and I think sometimes it can be jarring, you know, for people that are coming in to just kind of do their thing. And I'm like, sorry, you know, but like they don't know the journey, right? The 30, almost four years that led to that moment. I'm I'm not lifting that 405 pound deadlift because I want to look good on the beach. I'm doing it because that's my life. You know what I mean? It depends on my ability to get that thing off the ground. And I think if people operate that a little, they can trigger, there's something in their life that's like, you know, I haven't gone to that place yet. Go to that place and watch your ass get over the bar. You're going to, you're going to find a whole new strength within you that like food is important and sleep is important, but you put sleep and food and water and the things you do up to that moment. And then you trigger it, you spark it with that thing from childhood that's traumatic or that that thing you're pissed off about, that divorce you're going through or whatever that life event is. And I think that's the greatest gift of CrossFit because you get to just play in that space a lot. And there's a very few environments where you can do that and not, you know, go to jail. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It might be a little too intense, but you know, that's just kind of how I see it. So I'm going to put in a disclaimer that I'm going to suggest that some of these people get therapy. Um, <laughs> no, cross, yeah. right. CrossFit is great therapy. It really is. And, um, you do, you can see, you can see when people are on or are comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is, um, there are people in the gym that are there to be comfortable and that's okay. Like, but, I, it's really cool that you, you get to demonstrate it. Right? And you, I mean, you've seen me do it and you've seen me oh, yeah. like, there's plenty of people like it's okay to say, Hey, like you, you can push harder and then you're that example. And they're like, Oh yeah, I guess I can. Um, yeah, no, I think that it that's translates, right. It picks up. If you do it in that moment, the way, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So, so you do it and you go, you know, maybe, maybe I could be a little bit of a better father. Yeah, you probably could. I know I could, right? Like maybe maybe I could be a little bit better of a spouse, a leader, an employee, you know what I mean? And you, you start to see this spillover and you go, wow, CrossFit's about everything but working out. Mm. It's like, yeah, right? Like that's just a space to come check back in and and like fill up, you know what I mean? Like Like well up and source up and then go back out because if I'm in the class for an hour, well, I've got 167 other hours that week in the in the week, right? If I'm in it for five hours, you know, then I've got 163. Do the math, right? 168 hours in a week, however many hours you're in there. You've got all that part, that life outside of that. And I think people need to see that box accordingly. The, the, the most brilliant thing about CrossFit, this is like, you guys probably know this because you're, you know, you're affiliates, obviously, is that, that there's no mirrors. It's the secret sauce of CrossFit, right? Like, hey, what's the, what's the thing about CrossFit? There's no mirrors. There's no ego, right? There, there's no looking at yourself. You're not self-conscious the way that you would be when you're in a gym and everything's a reflection of how you look in that moment, you know? There's something about that space that's just so, like, industrial. You know what I mean? It's like, 
man, this place is awful. I can't wait to get in here. And as a rep, I mean, you guys have great facilities, but, but it, intentionally it's, it's like industrial like that. I was trying to say, we also have great toilet paper that we have nice facilities and great toilet paper. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. And it is, it's like your opportunity to, to zone out the other 23 hours of the day. So that way you can zone back in on them really intentionally whenever it's time to leave. Like, um, I think a lot of us have these hobbies or, uh, vices or whatever it is where it's just like mind numbing. And so uh, this is something that Megan and I talk about, like, is the time that you're taking off, if you like go lay down in the bed, is it going to refuel you or is it just blank time? Cause like you said, I want the gym, I want the gym to be somewhere where people come in, they give it 167%, they walk out feeling crushed and then like quickly they re rebuild back up and then they can go out and crush 167% at home, parenting, business, finances, all the other things. So yeah, love it, love it, love it. Megan, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's really cool. I would say as someone who didn't, like both of you did athletics in college, you know, and I think that it was really cool for me when I got to see a little glimpse of what that was like in the strength, like the mental strength that it teaches you. And like you said, it, it teaches you um, how to push yourself to those limits and find new limits and keep doing it and um, how that does translate. So like I would see Chris, you know, go in training for a goal, training for a meet or something. And then, you know, he would just go all out. He didn't care who was watching, you know, he's slapping his legs, he's yelling. And I'm like, what is going on right now? And, and then like, you know, he'd hit the lift, you know, and he's reached this big goal, like, um, you know, and it was like really cool. I'm like, can I do that? You know? And it's, it's, so it's really fun. Like now, you know, I will, it allows me to push myself harder. Um, it allows me not to worry about what I look like rolling around the floor because I went too hard, you know, whatever it is. It's fun. And then, like you said, it's it's really good to be in an environment where other people, some people are doing it, some people are not there yet, but it's really fun to all do it together and, and each one of you gain something from it. So I think it is, like you said, it's a really good, a good thing about CrossFit. <laughs> right. And all ships rise with that tide. That's That's the beauty of it is that, that scalability, that relativity, it it allows people to just push a little bit more, right? So a lot of a lot of constructs that it wouldn't be fitting for that because it would be like only meatheads or only you know yogis or something, and, and it's like I just can't move my body that way. So <laughs> you guys are cool, but like it's not for me. CrossFit is just what it is, right? It's it's cross sectioning, you know, fitness, and I think that's cool because you're essentially giving permission to each other and it creates this effect that I loved most about wrestling, which was this individual experience tethered to a team effort, you know, and I think that CrossFit checks those boxes because, you know, you, it, it doesn't have to be a partner workout, you know, you're in it, you know what I mean? Like, all right, we're all in this suck yeah. moment together, right? And everyone's hating it, no matter what, it's part of the method they're on, you know, what color they are. Like it just sucks for everyone. And that's what I have learned is that CrossFit is zero fun, sir. Like it is no fun. It's never fun. It's never going to be like, if you like the suck CrossFit is for you. And I love that about it because I, you know, I found in wrestling, particularly high school wrestling, because you, you get really good. If you're really good, to, you know, to the point where you can wrestle division one, 
by your senior year, it's like rare that you even have a good match. You know, you're kind of like, um, you're just too good for the whole just age range of 14 to 18, you know? So you're kind of waiting until you can get your butt kicked again. And CrossFit kicks your butt every time. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is awesome. Every time is like a finals match in a tournament, you know, and it's all relative. I, I still in my mind think I'm that division one athlete and then I can barely, you know, do the simple workout and you guys see me on the floor dying. But I don't want a workout to go by that I'm not like near death. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. I also like that you can also, I've seen you do it. I mean, you balance so many things. It's like you come in, you really don't have anything left to give, but like it gives back to you, right? Like you come in, not really sure if you're going to be able to, how much you're going to be able to give to the workout, but because you can scale it or because there, there is a lot of energy coming from the other people, you know, your team, if you will, of other people in your class, like you do leave still being fired up and energized, which is, I think also really cool. <laughs> yeah. And you, you mentioned it well there when you're talking about all that Chris is balancing. And I think when you have broad shoulders, right. As Chris literally has, right. But, but you know, when you, when you, when you, when you know how to carry the weight of the world, right. Um, you, you don't realize the burden that it really is because a lot of those stressors are like micro and they become new norms you know, and, and sometimes just compare it, like some of our peers haven't even had children yet, right? Or gotten married yet. And it's like, okay, like you must have had a tough weekend. You know, we're like, do you know what it's like to stay up all night with like a newborn or what it's like to stay up all night with a sick child and still come in here and do it? And I'm not discounting it. Like everyone's in a different season, right? I'm, I'm not saying it like those things are even comparable per se, but that's why for you to hit that same number two years later, that's a big deal, right? Because of, the, of what's happened in those two years, like you've become that much less selfish and more selfless because you're developing an organization, you're building leaders. So you're, you're giving of yourself constantly, you're pouring out and pouring out. So you actually have less. So when you go to do that Helen workout, today versus two years ago, there's just less fuel in the tank, right? I mean, we work in finite resources. You can get all heady and be like, no, it's it's more. It's not. It's not more. Gravity has been on you for two more years, you know, <laughs> pulling us all down, man. Like it's a real thing. But to still hit that benchmark says everything because now you're, you're kind of recruiting like all of the things, you know, like, like a it's like dad weight. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh, I lift that thing with like, as a dad, you know what I mean? Not as like a, a guy, you know, I lift it up because I'm, I'm picking up all this stuff that I have to do to build this, you know, world for my children and for my spouse and for my, you know, employees and so on and so forth. So I know that's a little like intangible, but I think you guys are, are picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's a lot of people that are kind of in our situation who come into CrossFit for that, for sustainability and durability through the stressors of life. Um, because again, if, if we can stay as good as we once were, then that's great. Like I, I I'm, it's not coasting. Like, I don't want to say I'm going to coast through it. It certainly is not coasting, but I, if, if I don't ever hit another PR, but I can stay close to where I was at, like, that's okay. And it really is okay. So, um, 
tell us a little bit about the things that you have going on in your life uh, that you need to be prepared for that uh, CrossFit like fuels you up for. For sure. I kind of alluded to a little bit, but I I have five children. Um, Our fifth child was just born June 26th. Uh, Levi, I call him little Levi, the last. Um, Oh boy. (laughs) Calling it quits after five. Yeah. You know, my parents were nuts. I don't know what they were thinking. Can you imagine having five and then being like, I think we need to do four more. more. (laughs) We're we're about halfway, right? Yeah. We're like a little (laughs) down around the bend. Yeah. It's nuts. So you were done. We're done, 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 done. Um, but yeah, between that, um, and the other thing too, right. I joined at Triforce. So I moved to the area, uh, January 1st, within a week or two, uh, came to Triforce. And at that point I had 13 employees. Uh, I checked yesterday. I think our org charts at 58. Holy crap. Massive growth this year. Right. So I'm, I mean, you guys see me, I'm on the phone like literally in the workout, like I'm like, oh, right, they're taking a little break. Like I can do so. I, I'm working through the workout because I just have to, you know, and you might be like, oh, you need to come in at 530 in the morning. I, I'm not one of those CEOs like good for them. You know, write a book about it, bro. I'm I'm up all night doing things. I don't sleep enough to get up that early. But yeah, so balancing fatherhood, uh, running an organization, we serve all 50 states and our um, mission is just like really uh, resonating with the market and our, our value. And it's something that kind of is starting to feel like a, um, uh, an overnight success, right? But I founded the company, at least the first version of it, almost seven years ago. So it's been a pretty long night, right? It's been a slumber party. So a lot of times I think people see the outputs and they don't necessarily consider all the input, right? All the things that happen outside of that workout too, right? Like to see, oh, and they, and they compare themselves to the wrong person and they really shouldn't, you know, they should compare themselves to themselves. So yeah, that's that's some of the things that I balance on a regular basis. Sweet, man. Well, we've got, uh, we're short on time, but give me the uh, 30 second elevator speech on your company. And so that way, if people want to hook up with you, they can. Yeah, right on. So our clients are local businesses um, and nonprofits. Lots of chiropractic offices and gyms, clients like you, right? And uh, our mission is to be the world's most employee-centric company. So everything we do is through the lens of the employee experience. And um, what we do is provide an all-in-one subscription for bookkeeping, payroll, benefits, and HR. So tech-based um, but high touch in that each of our clients have a single point of contact. We call their people advisor. Website is mycore.io, M-Y-C-O-R-E.io. There you go. I think this is my floor. Awesome. You nailed it, dude. Yeah, I think you'll probably end up making lots of money just from being on this incredibly <laughs> and wildly popular podcast that <laughs> right uh, all of our families will listen to. So, um, Nathan, we'll have to have you back on again, man. This was super powerful. I mean, you're, you're really fun to talk to and getting to hear your story. And I I think you bring things to life in a really unique way. So appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for creating the environment that we all get to enter into, including this extension of it as a podcast. Way cool. Yeah. Awesome. See you there tomorrow. Yeah. 9am. 9am. Let's do it. All right. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of My Blank Fitness Journey Podcast. If this story inspired you, make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can check us out at triforcecrossfit.com. Just send us a message and we'd love to help you. See you guys soon on the next episode.